You're listening to the Beat Motel Zine podcast, and we need to warn you that we use words like shit, bollocks, scrotics, fuck, anarcho-syndicalist, and cunt, and we don't normally beat those words out, apart from the word cunt, because we're not total animals. Now, we know as well as you that your children can hear these words on any street in Britain, possibly any street anywhere in the world, but we also appreciate that you may not want to invite these words into your home if you have children or sensitive pets nearby whilst listening to this podcast. So listener discretion is advised. That being said, if your children aren't allergic to hearing words like fuck, shit, buttocks or hind penis, they might learn something from listening to this podcast, although probably not because the quality of our educational content is quite poor. So there you go, fuckers, buckle in and let's get started. I keep thinking of changing that that disclaimer, but it, it hasn't got old for me yet. Yeah, keep it. Keep it, I'll keep it. Right, you're back with Beat Motel. I am Andrew Culture. Sam is off on tour again. Um, something to do with somebody with big ears, but I'll leave you to decide what that means. So I have a returning guest. You're the first returning guest ever, Jay. Amazing. Thanks for having me back. I enjoyed oh, it last time. Lovely to have you back. So this is Jay Trenchart, who I know through oh, bloody loads of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Music stuff mainly, right? Music stuff, yeah. I've, I've never seen you naked. Well, not seen you naked yet, I should say, <laughs> just because you, you never know what happens at noise shows. Anything can happen. True story. Right. So we have a theme, and this theme was – this is yours, Jay. So what's what's today's theme? It is um, the bestest music live shows on YouTube ever. <laughs> Excellent. Love it. So let's start with Riff of the Week, which isn't part of that theme. It's just something we're enjoying or something we've got stuck in our head or, I don't know, something just fancy playing. And here is Jay's Riff of the Week. So who was that? That was Parquet Courts. With Stoned and Starving. Every time I hear Parquet Courts, I think, yep, I must listen to a whole Parquet Courts album. But never did. That's that's from my favourite album, and that's my favourite track from it. Um, the latest <laughs> stuff. The, the album that came after that was a little bit funky, and I wasn't quite into it. But that <laughs> just, funk. That, that's just a great track. I love it. It's cool because it's like Noi or or some sort of kraut rock, but just got so much more oomph to it and so much yeah. more kind of grind. And it's it's not that it's looser; it's just um, a bit flabby around the edges, a bit more kind of. It's got a bit more of a hip swing when it walks. Yeah, and and it is the pace of walking. You know, the song's called Ooh. "Stoned and Starving," and it just makes you think of somebody kind of just like walking around a city, just thinking about what to eat and thinking about different things at that kind of. At that rate, you know, I like it. I like songs with an important message, songs I can relate to. Uh, not that I do walk around stoned and starving. I'm a very sensible person, and never, never. It's never more than a couple of hours between meals with me. I'm, I'm a big lad. I've got a big tank. I need to keep full. <laughs> Where's your track then? Your Where's my track? Well, my track is is this one.
band called Fat Dog, and the track is called All the Same. Ah. I chose that because we saw this band, uh, not you and I, but the Royal We, uh, Bright in the Corners last year. And I found out at the time that they'd just been signed to Domino, although it was a big secret at the time. And it's one of the best live shows I've ever seen. So it is kind of possibly almost, it's an an adjacent themed riff of the week for for what we're talking about this week. I I chose it because the gig was astonishing. They, you know, the band members were, they turned up absolutely bollocks, like in a real mess. And Gareth, you know, our mutual sound engineer friend, was so concerned about the state of them, he he gave the drummer a bucket to have next to him on stage because he was literally throwing up as he was walking to the stage and then got on stage. And then they, they just played this, this amazing, what you've been to a gig, but you can't actually remember what the music sounds like or the songs or anything. It's just kind of like, just generally was, everything was brilliant. Yeah. And they got everybody kind of crouching down and laying on the floor and um, Lou from singer from Stopin Sound Collective, who's got bright, I think she had bright blue hair at the time, just stood out like a, a doozer, like a smurf. Were they called doozers? They weren't. What were they called? A fraggle. Um, yeah, that was fraggle rock, I think, wasn't it? <laughs> that was, I was getting yeah. my uh, my childhood memes mixed up. But they've they've suddenly they've suddenly sort of exploded onto six music, and oh. that that song is better than the first one they released. The first one they released, they're really odd because they sort of are and aren't electronic, and a lot of the stuff they do sounds sort of Middle Eastern. But that track, all the same, it changes so much throughout the track. It was really difficult to choose a, a representative 30 seconds. Yeah. Do you go to a lot of festivals in Brighton? <laughs> yeah. Bright- there's, there's, there's Brighton, the corners, which is everything's very upbeat. And then also in Brighton is um, Darken, the corners, which is all kind of goth. <laughs> and then there's Polish, the corners, which is pop. There's Shit in the corners, which is grindcore. Um, have you seen that grindcore meme? There's, God, she never talk about memes. I have, yeah. It's got, um, yeah, yeah. The picture at the bottom is somebody like laying on the floor with like shit over a cabinet. <laughs> is that the one? Yeah, yeah. That that's the one. It's it's like punk, and it's like just someone sticking <laughs> yeah. their fingers up with mohawk metals, like you know, someone throwing up the metal horns and crying. Someone's just in the front, just a spray of shit going up the wall. Oh, <laughs> love it. <laughs> you, have you ever been in a grindcore band? Um, no, no, no. I can see sort of grindcore Italian books crossover working. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. No, I don't think. Um, yeah, I've kind of never been in anything kind of blast beaty, really. I always like the idea, but I think I'm probably I'm probably all right with not playing fast. I think I've yeah. done my playing fast. I, I used to used to play insanely fast on on bass, just one note, not like. <laughs> Yeah, the, the the left hand would would just be like holding down one note. The, the right hand though, that'll go like crap. Is that one? <laughs> I'm getting a bit old for it all, really. Yeah, well, Isn't that's, it that's weird? exactly. As well, how like if you're right-handed, you're actually doing all the complicated stuff with your left hand. Now, see, I've given this a lot of thought, and I think it's because. The complicated stuff isn't actually holding down the strings and holding chords or, or notes. I think that's actually fairly easy. I think the skill is in your right hand. Do you think? You think you think holding down a note is just is quite a mechanical kind of tonk, 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 you know, just plonking your fingers on the strings. Whereas what your right hand has to do, it has to move very, very accurately sort of back and forth and and change attack and aggression and whatever. So no, I, I, I thought about that for years, and I think that's the answer. Right. You might be right. The other thing, um, 
the other thing with kind of getting older and playing is have you noticed your guitar getting higher or do you still have it down by your knees um it makes a difference i play it sitting down these days <laughs> <laughs> it's like a natural progression to like you start off with like like dd ramon style like on your shins and it gets up to your crotch by you're in your 30s your, your early 40s you, you're not quite emo height not kind of like mark king bass up under your chin thing yeah, yeah and then 50 just okay i'm sitting down <laughs> <laughs> it is it, I, I do think it is kind of easier to play higher though it is but it just looks so shit yeah, yeah. Unless you're kind of that post-hardcore bend at the middle ah. thing, and then it would get in the way, wouldn't it? That's why they're like. Well, this is why why my bass is so fucked up and covered in gouges and stuff because I played it low and kind of threw myself about. I find out that the more you throw yourself about on stage, the less people notice that you can't actually play. Y- yeah, yeah. You said one. I, I don't know how you. I don't know how you play kind of like chucking yourself about like that. And it's like, it's cause I can't really play <laughs> just, just makes it look like I, I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, <coughs> yeah. I think um, not practicing sitting down probably helps. <laughs> oh man. <laughs> With end times, I, I, I used to sit down the first few years of end times. I used to just sit down at the back, but that's partly because I had fuck all to do for most of the set. <laughs> just sit there and wait for everyone else to, you know, everyone else to sort of fire up. Me and drummer Dom used to sit and just sit and chat at the back. And I felt like a nice little sit down. I thought, well, he sat down, so why can't I sit down? <laughs> right. So we we are going to go for your first choice now. So say the title of the episode is best gigs on the U- guess, best gigs on YouTube in the world ever, which is a play on those albums that came out like the best punk album in the world ever and because i thought that was clever <laughs> well right, done so, thank you so let's go for your first selection i've got to say listener this is really really worth going to the website beatmotel.com to get the details and the show notes for this because i'm including links to all the youtube videos in the show notes not just that i am actually i've done that thing where you can set it up where you embed it and it starts at a certain time so when we set up these clips uh, for every Beat Motel episode, we always write on the show notes what timestamp, you know, what what starting point we've chosen for our thirty seconds. So there's a reason to go to the website. So Jay's first choice, I think, I'm I'm thinking this this is the sort of music for dinner party around at your house. Would that be fair? Very possibly. I don't know what order you're going to play them in. Ah, so. Um... But yeah, definitely sophisticated dinner party music. I, I I always do them in the order that that you that the guest or or Sam Doctor Sam suggests them because ah. I think it's like mixtape rules. You have to respect respect the the order. Right, it's really important. So, a picture of the scene. Uh, what sort of, what sort of meal? What's your favourite meal to cook? To cook? Yeah. Um, probably just bung in some noodles and a boiled egg. You know, it's quick <laughs> and it's easy, and you can multitask when you when you when you're cooking that. Right, so you're around at Jay's. He's brought out the noodles and a boiled egg. <laughs> and hit, oh, for hit, a dinner party. Oh, oh for a dinner party. Yeah, no. <laughs> Easy on yourself. Have you ever had a dinner party? I don't think I've ever, um, ever had a dinner party. Not that I would call a dinner party. Did you Did you know the drummer from um, A Horse Called War was on Come Dine with me? Matt Cooper was on. Was he really? Yeah, true story. How, how did he do? Um, I think he lost, but he was funny. 
<laughs> do you remember Pick- <laughs> do you remember a band called Pickle Dick? No. Uh, they played Ipswich a bunch of times. Uh, Pickle John was on Come Dine With Me and he got his lad out. Um, but he, he was well known for getting his lad out. I don't think I ever saw them play at the Steamboat. They're from Brighton. <laughs> I don't think I ever, or Guildford, I don't think I ever saw them play at the Steamboat without getting him getting stark bollock naked. I don't know. There's no one ever asked him to. Just, pardon? There's laws against that kind of thing, you know? I think he did it so much, it kind of lost its sting, really. <laughs> just like, oh, John's naked again. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so... So uh, you're, you're, dear listener, you're at an imaginary uh, dinner party um, and Jay puts on this light conversational music. God, God, what is that? What is that? That was that was Kofar. Um, that was yeah, that was Kofar live at, um, at Club, Club Rectum, Rectum, I believe. <laughs> Club Rectum, I mean, just yeah, wonderful. Yeah. So yeah, I kind of um, I got into noise music, and I was going through YouTube, and this video was the one that I was like, oh my God, I love this so much. It's kind of got elements of hardcore in there as well. Um, yeah, I was I was down to B and Q buying a trestle table very very soon afterwards. I love um, the fact that in the video they they have the classic noise gig trestle table. Like yeah. it's, it's so it's so ubiquitous. So yeah, it's, it's brilliant. It's like um, and in the background they've got Sammy who now plays in Kofar as well, and like there's there's various other people in bands. There's the guy there from um, Interracial Sex, which are a great live band. Not that easy to to Google. <laughs> as, a, as a live act, um, if you've got a special interests forum, then go, then type it in. There's some links there, which is a way to navigate your way to see interracial sex. But yeah, Kofar are great. That's um, Max Shammy's band. He's also in God Is War and um, Terracell Unit, which are another couple of great kind of power electronics acts. Brilliant. It, it's really interesting because when I clipped it, I've, I've not seen that before. And my first thought when I pressed play, was fucking hell. <laughs> Just like, it's such an assault. It actually made me feel a bit anxious. Like, oh, oh God. But having now heard it for a second time, only, you know, within 12 hours or so, because I only clipped these last night, I suddenly hear so much more in it. And that's one of the things that really interests me about a lot of noise music, especially especially the sort of thing you, you do, Joe, with Italian books, is that on a first listen, it's it's too much. It's overwhelming. But the next time you see someone, and then the third and the fourth time, you start to go, this, this is not, it's not just a matter of it being impressive because it's just an all-out assault, you know, all, all in the red or go to bed, as we say, that you start to go, shit, there's a lot of complexity in here. I, I always think noise music is much like um, much like art. When, when you're young, you look at Renaissance paintings or whatever, and it's really relatable. You can see that it's good, you know? Mm-hmm. And then as time goes on, you get into kind of more abstract art, the stuff that you just like, when you first saw it, you're just like, that's rubbish, I could do that. But but you kind of get a, an appreciation and understanding for it. And I think music can be like that with noise music. And um, I think the two things are quite quite similar. Yeah, you're absolutely right. I feel the same way about both wine and whiskey. When right. you're young, when you're young drinking wine, you go for like the big reds, the shirazes and the really brutal things. 
and then as you get old you start to start to in, enjoy the subtleties of the occasional french wine and whiskey you go for the big peaty isla whiskies and then you end up on the highland ones you see i don't get it because i'll drink a little bit of wine and a little bit of whiskey then i'm pissed i could be drinking anything i wouldn't fucking know it just makes no difference so it's like it's almost subtleties. like if this posh wine is working then, <laughs> then it's work, it doesn't matter what it tastes like <laughs> that's just me anyway I, I remember many many years ago deciding that that i had a, a mild preference for tenant super over other super strength lagers and, and i thought having a preference is probably a problem <laughs> that's probably oh. it's probably not a good thing i had i had um i once went to see a band in london and there was a bus trip from ipswich and i'm talking 30 years ago mm. And I had a four pack on the bus, and I took a four pack of Tenant Super on the bus. It's nine on the fucking bus. So yeah, I kind of drunk it, and I think I had all four cans. There's no toilet on the bus, and the driver wouldn't wouldn't pull over. So I was like well drunk, and really, really, really needed a piss. And I just remember like when the when it pulled up at Camden, I think it was like um, at the garage or something, the gig, just like getting out of the bus and just being like straight away, just having a. Now, if, now, if the bus wouldn't stop, I'd just be like, "Right, man, you're going to clear it up." I'd be like, <laughs> "I was a bit younger then, a bit more kind of like, yeah, crazy." Sorry, four tenants, four cans of tenants. Yeah, that is, I'm surprised you're even conscious. I, I, I think I drank. I might not have drunk them all, but I certainly was drunk, what? and I certainly needed a wee. So, sort of in, in you, so you would have been in your twenties, thirty years ago, or possibly a little yeah. bit younger. I think one can was would about do me. Would about yeah. be what, all that was needed to work to put it into your <laughs> into your context. I, I think it might have been an Ipswich band. I think it might have been the Crane Flies were playing in oh, London. I didn't heard of them. Who were the Crane Flies? Um, I can't remember the guy's name. Um, not that it's yeah, going to mean anything to most most listeners or, or anything. They they're, they're a good band though. Oh, cool. So you had a you had a good time, apart from your kidneys nearly exploding on the bus. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, I can't think of anything worse. I'm so grateful. There, there's little little advancements in mankind that I don't think people celebrate enough, and one of them is that coaches generally have a toilet now. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's yeah. just you know, mankind has moved forward for all the kind of the war and the miserable stuff. You can now take a piss on a bus. Yeah. Trains are better though, aren't they? They they Buses. are better, but. I was looking after my niece and nephew a couple of weeks ago and went for a day trip to Lowestoft um, because we were thinking, why have we never been to Lowestoft? And then we found out. And he needed a wee on the train, bless him. And despite the fact they live next to a train station, they don't appear to have been on trains around. I said, okay, sure, it's there. And they've got these huge doors. The doors are massive, you know, so you can get easily get a wheelchair in. Again, another advancement of mankind. So he walks in and he just walked up to the toilet and just went to drop his trousers. No, no, you've got to shut the door first. <laughs> You're not home now. Like panoramic view because, like, you can just see down all the carriages. I was thinking, God, there would have been so many people. And then um, he did his business and he came back out and he just went, that was really difficult. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, the train kept moving all over the place. I said, oh, God, what's he done? And bless him, like, he didn't make a mess because his sister went in afterwards and she would have let us know. Um, but I said to him, I told him one of those lies that you tell children. I said, oh, gentlemen, sit down on a train. It's like, <laughs> like I would ever sit down to have a piss on a train. Anyway, we're going wildly off track. That that. Thank you for um, Kufar. Is it Kufar? Um, 
Kofar, Kufar, I'm not quite sure how you pronounce it. I'm not sure that it matters too much. Yeah, you're, you're giving it the slightly more North North Suffolk twang to my South yeah. Suffolk twang. Yeah, I can't remember exactly what it means. I think it means like war in Lebanese. A lot of his projects about um, about the history of, of Lebanon. So it's like mm. um, really, really so much to the project. It's a really good project to check out. I, I want to know if Club Rectum is the name of the venue or just the name of the club night. I think that it's the name of the venue. I think what? it was really um, oh, I've got to know now. I think it was that might have been Summer Scum. That might have been part of the Summer Scum Festival, perhaps. Um I could be wrong. Um the Scum Fest t shirts were, were always a bold thing to buy because the I can remember one year the Scum Fest t shirts, they put the logo in, in such a way on the shirt that if if people wore it with a jacket, it just said come fest. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! Maybe I'm right. getting mixed up. Maybe it's not summer summer scum. Then is that not a noise thing? I've I've looked up Club Rectum, and the first result in Google is Rectum Private Gay Men Club Fetish Cruising in Barcelona. All oh, right. So but well, where, that's not Barcelona. I'm pretty sure. So it's a different one. And then after that, I'm not sure I want to click on any of the. Oh God, there's it's image not searches. Club Rectum, is it Club Rectum's um, where they used to do like psychobilly stuff? Isn't it? Oh, is it? No, that's and Club that's... Foot. Yes. No, that's Club get Foot. Foot and rectum confused. <laughs> your your toilet <laughs> times must be a nightmare. <laughs> Kids. <laughs> <laughs> but coming in from a mud. <laughs> I'm amused myself with the thought that I'm not I'm just I'm gonna have to share. Like you kind of in the in Jay's in your your house, kind of getting confused between like your foot and your rectum, like kids come in. My, I'm injured from the kids. Don't forget, don't forget to it's, wipe it's your, early though. We're forget, doing this podcast at 11. We haven't been up long, right? No, it's like, no, it's like, kids, don't forget to wipe your rectum on the mat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man, all I, I need like is a word like rectum, and I'm I'm just I'm just off in my off in my happy place. <laughs> right before this absolutely goes to shit, um, I'm going to play play uh, my first choice We are we are a podcast of, um, of of light and shade and and different different things. Do, do I have a guess at who that was? No idea. That was Pentangle. Have you heard of Pentangle? I don't think I have. Good though. I chose it that because it the joy of YouTube and and live music on YouTube is the the rabbits the rabbits Warren thing. Is that what I mean? The rabbit hole thing. The rabbit rectum thing, <laughs> where you, um, you you watch one video and then another one gets suggested, and you just sort of let it roll on, and uh, possibly because you had four cans of tent soup, <laughs> and you you end up just discovering something that, that that you wouldn't always you wouldn't choose to go and listen to. So Pentangle were fairly famous, like psych folk band from the late sixties, and this this video again really hard to choose a thirty seconds that actually sums up the whole thing, but it's it's one of the video that was recorded in a studio i'm guessing for a tv channel but it's it's in 4k 
and I love that these 4K bits of footage have started popping up because it's so weird. Seeing 4K stuff on YouTube now, it looks like it was filmed like a couple of days ago. Um, but that that track really sort of opened up a side of folk music to me that I didn't know existed. It's quite it's quite bombastic, a lot of it, and I like the slightly psychedelic stuff, and that was just cool. I just thought I'd, I'd chuck that in there as a little bit of a texture. Nice. I thought it would I'll, go nicely with Kufar. I'll click the link and watch it later on. And uh... it, it's it's nice. It, it's I always say with folk, I don't like trad folk really. I don't like the sort of hey nonny nonny. It's it's I feel the same way about it as I do like modern country music. Just like well, you know, modern nineties country music rather than modern country music. Because I can remember you one of your suggestions last time was one or two country tracks actually that I really enjoyed. It was it was the guy, uh, Slim Cessna's Auto Club. Yeah, that was it. So yeah, I, I I flat up can't say I hate country anymore. It's just it's just not possible. It's a wide genre. It's a wide genre, and I yeah right. So let's go for for your next track. I was just dropping that in there just as a just a little bit of garnish. Yeah. So here's Jay's next choice. Who was that, Jay? That was Adam and the Ants. I am always fascinated to learn more about Adam and the Ants because I'm, I'm ever so slightly younger than you, literally by only like I think a year or two. Yeah. So, so my first experience of Adam Adam Ant, I think, rather than Adam and the Ants, was Prince Charming and whatever, and everyone at school playground, Prince Charming, you know, doing yeah, the yeah, dance yeah. and putting a bandaid on their nose and and all that stuff. So whenever I hear like the more punky especially looser adam and the ants i'm still always surprised by it that's it was that an olivia new uh neutron bomb olivia what's her name was that cover john song i I don't know i i i always thought it was an adam and the ants song i could be wrong i just thought physical physical oh no it's not it's not that one no it's not that it's not (laughs) that track (laughs) no no so yeah 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 i was like I was like seven or eight when, for my birthday, my uncle bought me Kings of the Wild Frontier on tape. And like Adam and the Ants, it was like, um, they, they were the band that I was like, oh, I want to be in a band, you know, seeing them yeah. as a kid. Um, and they were, and it was all like, it's really good to be able to watch these live gigs back because back when I was a kid, they were on top of the Pops Mime in or on like some Saturday morning TV show. And it was Although it, was, although it was still good, you know, they were dancing around. It's really good to see to see them live in their prime, you know, like on, on video, um, because none of that stuff was ever televised or not that I saw, like when I was a kid. Um, it, it's one of the cool things that there's so many, there's still things coming out, you know, sort of being discovered and being put online. I, When I was looking for one of my later choices, I found there's loads more stuff by this band, of this band, I should say, on YouTube and there was last time I looked and totally. one of the comments was just, I completely forgot I had this on cine film or whatever, but the Adam and the ants 
thing. The quality is actually pretty decent. It's, it's filmed for, I'm guessing, filmed for release or TV or something. It's proper camera angles and, and all that. Yeah, yeah. It was um, live. I think that was from live in Manchester, that show. Um, so, yeah. So, it's, uh, when, when I was in my teens, they had like all the, all the punk rock fanzines, as you well know. And um, somebody was like screen printing T-shirts and I bought a, a black flag T-shirt and it said black flag and it had black flag logo. And underneath it said kills ants. And I had the T-shirt for what? years and I never really thought much about it. But then I can't remember if it was a podcast or I read it. Years later, it, it turned out that black flag were playing in the city the same night as Adam and the ants. And so Adam and the ants were in their early days, very much part of this kind of like British punk scene. Um, so like there was, there was conflict in the scene. It was like, who are you going to go and see tonight? You're going to go see black flag or you're going to go and see Adam and the ants. So I had this t-shirt through my teens and it was only like fairly recently that I, that I read about, about what the kills ants thing was about, which was quite interesting. I think. Well, yeah, that's, that's, it is really interesting. And, and it's kind of mind blowing that, <clears throat> you know, people say like, um, yeah, historically Queen Elizabeth was alive at the same time as I don't know. Confucius or something, and you're like, well, really? And just the idea that you forget that, yeah, Adam and the Hanson Black Flag were about at the same time. Yeah, that's Thanks, wild. Internet, you know, what do you say? These things out, you know, these little these little stories is great. Do you know, I think I'd quite happily not have a job, and I'd just research punk bands. I'd just spend all my time reading, reading yeah. up on on punk stuff. I'd, I'd quite happily not have a job as well. Perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> Totally, <laughs> uh, that that was very cool, and I know I know at least um, a few of our listeners who who our regular listeners will very much enjoy hearing us talk about Adam and the Ants. So they looked cool as shit, though. That video, yeah, they yeah, just, it's kind they, of, I never um, I never got how great they looked. It wouldn't be allowed now. That kind of cultural appropriation thing, you know, with the kind of Native Americans and um, I, I didn't twig that at all. Yeah, they were very much. Um, like even musically, and and in what in what they wore, like, like there was like a pirate thing and a highwayman thing and a Native American thing, and it was all kind of wrapped up into this um, into this kind of world fantasy that that was created by by Stuart Goddard, Adam Ant. Um, yeah, it's really it, another thing that's on YouTube. It's not a live show, but it's um, it's on YouTube and it's got Adam at the Adam and the Ant demos. And it's just it's just adamant like singing. It's really badly playing guitar, really terribly. It sounds awful, but it's brilliant for that reason. And that's worth checking out. Like Adam and the Ants demos or something is called on YouTube. That's that's worth having a hunt for. I'm, I, I love anything like that, and it's it's one of the things I I have a sort of a love hate relationship with No Effects. But one one of the things that that they did that I liked there was an album. <clears throat> There's an album where they they put Fat Mike's acoustic guitar demos of all the tracks or bits of them on the end of the album, and I, I thought that was just quite cool. But all my, a lot of stuff with No Effects, you find out that they're just copying something that somebody else has done at, at some point, which yeah. is fine. That's all right. You know, they they don't owe us originality. Have you seen? Um, have you heard about the um, the band? I think it was the band Mincer. Um, they had they had a track called and they're an Ipswich band, Ipswich like punk band, and they had a track called Um I Wanna Be Feral. Right. And they asked James Domestic to say, I wanna be feral, as he does, you know, for for this track. So he sent a recording over of him going, I wanna be feral. I wanna be feral. I wanna be feral. And they put that right at the end of the track. 
and it's had loads of hits on Bandcamp, more than any of the songs, but it's really funny. It's really well well worth checking out. Um, I just so trained that... domestic set, and I want to be feral. <laughs> so so Mincer must be a current band then. Were they called Nazi Mincer for a while or something like that? And they changed their <laughs> name, name to Mincer, I think. I don't know. God, it, it, it upsets me and troubles me that I, I used to be so at one with with like the the Ipswich punk scene i used to put on so many gigs and i still know everyone it, it's I go to a gig now and it is like walking into a room full of the bestest oldest friends ever but it, it kind of bothers me that i don't know all the band names it used to yeah. all be locked away up here you know it used to yeah, all I, be up I, here they were kind of on my radar but callus played me that um callus from ds happy boy played me that that kind of spoken word james domestic track that's just brilliant I'm going to have to go look that up. I've never met the man. We've, we've sort of emailed yeah. each other and messaged each other and sent zines to each other. <laughs> Somehow never... I must have been in the same room as him. There's no way that can't have happened. Yeah, he's a, t- he's a top lad. He'll probably, tell me, well ne- probably tell me now that... Oh, yeah, the domestics. He'll probably tell me now that yeah, we've had long conversations, which might have been not because of Tenant Super, but because of... Um... <laughs> yeah, I've never seen Tenant Super on draft. Have you seen that? I don't know why you've really sort of triggered something with your, your tenant super story. It, it was like 1% down from Special Brew, wasn't it? See, after a gig in London not that many years ago, me and uh, Dr. Sam, my co-host, dared each other to, to buy. It's so lame. We're like men and our, well, I was in my 40s, dared each other to, to drink a can of Special Brew after a gig. And um, it's actually nice. <laughs> it's actually pleasant. You know, it tenant tastes super really, really metallic, doesn't it? But it just tastes like Belgian beer. It just tastes like most blonde Belgian beer. It's not as strong now, though. They've, they've, they've reduced it. The hangover can be a right pain in the foot, though, can't it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's my favouritest thing of the day so far. And, and it is early, but I think that's going to remain the favouritest thing. Kids wipe your rectum on the way in. It's just... <laughs> right. Let's, let's go for my next one. Um, didn't see that, that change coming. No, that that's why I chose that exact bit, and it took me fucking ages to like skipping backwards and forwards because when you've got a long, you know, like a full set, and it's like an hour or something. This one, it's a uh, rival consoles uh, oh. doing um, boiler room, and then there's stuff I don't understand, like it says Mutech MX something something. But yeah, when you've got like an hour set, trying to find a particular bit, you have to be really really precise with the little what is it? The playhead, little slidery thing yeah yeah Person. i don't know didn't, um, didn't you go and see him in london you oh, i've seen, seen him a bunch of times yeah there's oh. a big motel episode uh when matt matt fantastic <laughs> and i um reviewed it but i chose this because it was an example of i again discovering something that i didn't really know existed and i quite like finding long sets live sets on youtube and i've got I'm not being a ponce here, but I've got a bunch of screens both here and at my home studio. Well, it's because that's why I, I use screens for a living. So I can have I can have a video playing on you know the screen over there, 
and it's quite nice just to sort of work along with and listen to the music. But it was that bit, which is um, 21 minutes and 39 seconds into the track, where it just suddenly goes, dum, dum. I just kind of went, wow, that's fucking brilliant. And then went off and discovered more about rival consoles and have been a, a fanboy ever since. Rival consoles like, don't tell Andrew that was a fucking accident. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. I, oh, yeah, I did wonder in the video where he puts his pint down and then like quickly spills it everywhere. Uh, but it is a good, I quite like the boiler room things. Uh, they always seem to be a little bit more interesting. I've always thought that bands that I'm in, um, it's, uh, you should always be, it should always be an event rather than a gig. It should always be something a bit more than just turning up and playing. And, and, doesn't have to be pretentious, but I like the boiler room sets because they are always something interesting. There's like a DJ set by Francois X that I really like, and his his decks are in the middle of this huge crowd, and it, there's no barriers or security or people. It's, it must have been a real pain in the ass to actually DJ, but they don't. I was going to say his records get scratched, but they don't. They don't do that now, do they? No, I got. I nearly got kicked out of a nightclub in Felixstowe once because when I was at college. I, I was doing uh, the course you do before nursing, so I was the only bloke on a course of like fifty. So we used to go out on the Raz in in Felixstowe with with, with my, my girlfriends, you know, what I mean, my friends, and they used to take great delight in in shoving me into the DJ booth when we were in scrappy nightclubs, and they managed to shove me. I, I would always manage to dodge it or not, but they managed to shove me, and I hit the DJ booth in a place called Metropolis or something, and literally the music stopped like like that and i took around and the dj was oh he, he was not a happy lad and i managed to sort of dissolve into the crowd and 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 then say i think we need to leave <sighs> yes it right. all the time for dj surely you know people banging into him and so it doesn't matter that now they just they use memory sticks and stuff it'd have to be a fair old shove for a memory stick to pop out <laughs> <laughs> i don't know i don't fully understand the technology Right, let's go for your next choice, which I'm just going to say before I press play, is something I've known about for years and have been meaning to watch for years. So, first of all, thank you for reminding me this exists. So ropey. <laughs> Sound quality is abysmal, but it's still fantastic. It's so the camera's like really directional. If you watch the whole thing, it's like as he as he pans away, um, you hear nothing. So that, <laughs> that's why like, woof. <laughs> yeah, it just completely completely goes away. So yeah, yeah, like fucked up at two o'clock in the morning, live on a bridge. At the beginning, they say. If, if anyone dies, don't tell the cops. And they go <laughs> straight into it. Um, God, yeah. that, that album, though, is it um, Modern Chemistry? What's it Something called? of Life, isn't it? Oh, I've got to know now. That uh, When Fucked Up first came out, they, they were so hyped. They were in, at the time I was getting, I was trading tons of zines. So I was getting probably 20, 30 zines a month sometimes. Yeah, that's it. What's it called? It's Hidden World. Hidden World, right. And that tracks bait in the public. Um, and 
fucked up were literally in every single punk scene there was. All of them. Just like everyone was going nuts for them. And when that happens with a band, it pretty much puts me off them because punk rock ruined my life. And if something's popular, then it, it ergo it's shit, which is what you believe when you're younger. And I thought this, I can remember getting, I got sent Hidden World to review. And I can remember being being quite blasé about it, just chucked it on the pile. And when I came to review it, I was like, oh, great, it's fucked up. That band everyone goes on about. So I was quite kind of anti it. And I put it on and like just went, holy shit, this is fucking brilliant. And it really, 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 really is good. Like, oh, there's so many brilliant. That, I've run out of words. Yeah, I had... Um... When I was in Volunteers, we were playing with Fucked Up in Sheffield. And what? I didn't really know much about the band. Yeah, I know. And um, I didn't know much about the band. And um, Alan, I think his name was, from Zombie Death Squad. I don't know if you remember that band. They're brilliant. They're an excellent band. He was like, oh, my God, they're my favourite band. Um, and, yeah, yeah, seeing them live, I was like, oh, yeah, they're, they're great. I loved them. Um, I, wish I, I wish I had seen them, especially that era. I kind of – it's typical dickhead music fan thing that, that I really loved that. And I, I quite like the album that came after it. And then I just sort of forgot about them. <laughs> just sort I of forgot they existed. You were at that Norwich show, though, weren't you? I've never seen them. I've never seen them live. I've, oh, did you not get into that Norwich show? There was When they played with SSS, Gallows, and Face to Face. <coughs> Shit, get, they fucked up, played that gig. Did we not chat about that? Yeah, it was we did. Up, I, Gallows, I didn't. Face yeah, to Face I, and SSS. Yeah, I, I didn't get in. And. Shit, that must have been before I'd heard Fucked Up because I, I rang the PR agent. The PR agent was like, look, just buy a ticket and I'll refund you. And I, I was I was just really, I was being a twat. I've got no, 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 there's no defense at all for me being annoyed with the security staff for, for not letting me in on when I was on the guest list. But if I had have heard Fucked Up before then, I would have done anything I could to get into that room. UEA, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was really busy. Oh, it was really. I just remember it to be massively busy that show. Um, so, pe- were were people into fucked up? Did, was everyone singing along? I think fucked up and gallows were the main the main mm. pull. Um, SSS were like a kind of a thrash band that were doing quite well. I had um, they're from Liverpool, I believe, and then and then I think face to face played, um, which I'm not really into face to face to be honest, but. You know, it could be a good idea for an episode. Like, I'm going to make a note actually that ba- bands that you can't hear because everyone's singing along. So, Against Me is another example. Go and see Against Me. You, you you will hear the band, but you'll hear the crowd singing along much <laughs> much louder than the band. Out of my video selections, fucked up at the odd band out. I realised after watching it. I'll, I'll come back to it. In a little while, um, but I'm going to open a little can of worms with you. Mm. In a little while, oh, yeah. That, thanks for that. That reminded me that I need to need to listen to Hidden World again because it just start to finish. What an album! Yeah, so it's, good. It is. It is a cracker. It is a cracker. Right, let's go for my next choice. And this isn't going to sound great, but I'll, I'll again, listeners, go to the website and watch the video, and you'll get it. Thank you. 
Actually, chills. I got chills up, up the back of my spine. Just how exciting I find that. That's a band called Crime in Stereo. Oh, okay. They're they like were, hard... uh, they, they kind of start. <laughs> they started off on Bridge Nine, right? So yeah, they they were kind of a hardcore band. But but that video, I can remember. Sort of, I got sent their album and thought it's really good. Just thought this is really decent. It's called um, the War on Terror or something like that, and. It, I was like, yeah, I really connect with this. I really like this kind of hardcore. I really like this kind of sing-along stuff. So I looked them up on YouTube, and they didn't really have – bands still weren't really making videos then. And this, I found this video, which took me forever to find last night when I was clipping this. And it's the band in a like a church hall somewhere in oh, – God knows where it is. And the way you hear at the start is they're, they're just sort of stood stood with people all around them, like really crowded in. And they just sort of, you hear they're just sort of tuning up and the singer's sort of, you know, pacing around like that. And it's complete, everyone's completely right up at the front. No space between them and the band, no barrier, no stage or anything. And that, when they just start, everyone goes from standing there to going absolutely fucking berserk. And by the time he does that first, oh, singer's already in the crowd, just like his legs up in the air and yeah. like trying to get, trying to get back up onto his feet. And everyone like, everyone trying to help him up but too many people trying to help him practically like throwing him across the room and then a little bit later on he sort of reels back like that comes forward and someone accidentally hits him in the stomach not punch you know just he gets hit in the stomach and throws up and just carries on and it's just I, i'm i can remember seeing that and go i want to see hardcore kicks like that Magic, isn't it? i just i i want to be more of a part of that than i've ever been just just that just that pure excitement again everyone's singing along Everyone knowing every word. That's um, it. Yeah. To every song. Yeah. 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 You know, Victory Records and Bridge Nine, you know, they were they were kind of massive for a while, all those bands, weren't they? And there's mm. loads of bands in the UK that were really kind of influenced by that kind of stuff. And it had a real real scene for a while, didn't it? They did, and Crime Stereo never really broke through. They sort of I say they started hardcore because they they changed labels and and started oh, I don't know if called became post hardcore, I guess. And I don't think they ever really broke through worldwide. I mean, I saw them, I interviewed them, and then I saw them in London in this tiny little basement about the size of my office. And I walked in, I was like, yeah, it's basement show. This is exactly how I want to see this band. I know that video so well. And about five people turned up. <laughs> and the singer was, was really unwell, actually. He was, like, sat down, like with like a hot water and a flannel, like trying to clear his note. And I sat and had a chat with him and he, he was, they sort of didn't want to be, I don't think they really wanted to be there, but they were the nice. Space, the space was so small though, doing an acoustic set. Oh no, that would have been awful. <laughs> that would have been terrible. And then the next time I saw them, they were touring, I saw them at UEA and they were touring with, um, oh, there's a massive, massive, almost skate punk type band that everybody really loves and I never got. And the bassist always plays with that top on. He's a big lad. Oh, shit, what are they called? Oh, I can't bloody remember. Like, massive, massive band. Um, and by then, I still loved them, but they they were getting quite experimental. And I can remember reading a review for, for their, their album that said, I think it was in um, either Suspect Device or Maximum Rock and Roll, and that said, this, this album is the sound of a band disappearing up its own arse. And it was one of those things I kind of went, 
shit, they're right. <laughs> like, and then they split up shortly afterwards. Oh, it's really bothering me. I can't remember the name of that band. Ah, doesn't matter. Let's move on. You'll so your last choice. It's another choice I'm thrilled to see. Who was that, Jay? That was the mighty Bad Brains. Uh, uh, Where was it? That was at CBGB's. That video's actually got three shows on it. Really? Um, Yeah, yeah. It's kind of... um, If if you watch the whole thing, there's there's one point where they just play and it just goes black and then these 80s titles come down. They go, oh, the the venue blew blew a fuse, but they just kept playing anyway. And um, yeah, it's, it's great. It's got like... Again, there's like people on the stage, all around the stage. It looks like the cast of um, Suburbia. You've seen that film, Suburbia, no, right? No, no, you haven't seen Suburbia, right? I need to look that up. What is? Yeah, the the, um, the like early '80s film Suburbia. It's got a female director. There was another film called Suburbia, and it's not that. Um, it's got um, Di and Tsol play live. They've got no. live. Yeah. Oh my god! I need to see that. It's 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 great. It's got. Did, did you ever see the film Dogs in Space? Newfound had, Glory. Um, Sorry, <laughs> just, remember, just remember the name of the band. Newfound Glory. Oh yeah, Newfound. Yeah, they sorry, were huge. Sorry, they, sorry. They, they were huge. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you got Suburbia, and then there's a film called Dogs in Space that had Michael Hutchins from um, In Excess. Oh my god! And, and you, they kind of copied up a very old memory there. Yeah, it's kind of just like about about like a punk um, about a punk squat. Suburbia's got Flea in it, I think. Um, That's but... wild. So, yeah, nine, 19 Suburbia, it's full. Suburbia 1983, the whole thing is on YouTube. So yeah, you, you, I am going to watch that. Definitely, definitely watch it. It's, it's great. I think um, the Pet Shop Boys run with the dogs tonight in Suburbia. That must be taken from that film. Wow. God, bloody hell. There, there's a an influence you ne- wouldn't necessarily spot. I might be completely wrong, but it has no, I like dogs it. running in it and it's called Suburbia, so, you know. <laughs> I like it. I'm sticking with that. But, yeah, I've never seen footage of Bad Brains before. Obviously, no Bad oh. Brains, but there's so much opportunity. Oh, hang on, someone's banging on the door. Hello? Uh, I'm just recording at the moment. I'll come find you in a minute. <laughs> yeah, insight into my uh, working life there. Yeah. Um, and what what struck me is how loose they were i mean physically not not the playing the singer has really sort of just very relaxed <laughs> yeah they do so they do um if you're not familiar with the band they do like four hardcore songs and then they do a reggae song and then they do four hardcore songs again but they they were the band they were the they were the first band to play arguably the first band to play punk fast wow, they're, really they're wonderful you know um and, and that video like like I say, it lasts about an hour, but but if you just like look at the people in the audience, there's always something new to watch in that video. It's just great. Some great. some of the best clips from lots and lots of bands are the CBGB's ones, I think, because it's just such a like a it's such a cultural touchstone 
for, yeah, for, for so much music. So um, um, to open up my can of worms, the drummer in that band was wearing a Bad Brains T-shirt. In which and, one? Um, in, in, in Bad Brains, he's wearing a, the drummer's, oh, he's wearing like a yellow Bad Brains T-shirt mm-hmm. in one of the things. And then Adam and the Ants, he, he wears Adam and the Ants T-shirts quite a lot, Adam and Ants. <laughs> yeah. And... Um, Kofar, sometimes he, I've seen him wearing God is War and um, Terracell unit t-shirts. So the can of worms is wearing your own band t-shirts. Is it okay, fucked up with the odd one, odd ones out because he doesn't wear a t-shirt very often at all. <laughs> so um, yeah, it was just something I noticed. It's like, yeah, that whole, that whole, is it okay to wear your own band t-shirts? What do you think, Andrew? I'd say no. I think it, I think it's an odd thing, but I think there's probably a, a line the bigger your band is, the less okay it becomes. The smaller your band yeah. is, the more okay it becomes. And then there's the practical side of it. So we did a tour in junk culture. We did a tour uh, around the UK and bought far too many T-shirts and no one wanted to buy any of them. So <laughs> the, I'd say I wore our band T-shirts pretty much exclusively for about the next 18 months because we had a I had a box full that we weren't going to get any money for yeah. and I wasn't going to like chuck them out and I doubted a charity shop would want them, so I wore them so that, that was a very practical reason why I wore them but what, what are your thoughts on the subject I think it's absolutely okay hmm. I know it's not I know it's not the it's almost like um if you're in a band and you get a t-shirt you want you want to own the t-shirt sometimes not maybe you know but it's like oh it's nice to have a t-shirt but then what do you do like just put it in your wardrobe and not wear it or just wear it to sleep in. You know, it's like, I don't know. I think, I think it's fine. I think, I don't know. I think it's like people should just be allowed to wear what they want and that's it. Oh God. Yeah, <laughs> of course. But punk rock grew my life. So I have to have an opinion on things that don't matter. Um, I, yeah, I realized I'm completely contradicting myself here because I, there are two, these are end time t-shirts in existence. There's only two that I'm aware of. I've got one and Rocky's got one. And I will wear it to gigs sometimes for advertising. So I went to a metal festival called Hell Fest. No, Hell Sinky with two yep. L's in the middle. And because it was a metal festival, I wanted to try and get these rent times in photograph people's photos and stuff. <laughs> I mean, talk about like like someone at a metal festival watching like um, you know some sort of eighties thrash black metal band go oh hang on what is it on your t-shirt oh really that's a band is it i must go and look that up you know i, I don't you're not think local, so you're well under the radar you can get away with it can't you well and and also i, I only met two people that day who spoke english um excluding dr sam who <laughs> obviously spoke english and i don't speak any finnish at all it's one of those languages like when the first time i went to to a festival there i said um i asked sam who's lived there for a few years i said can you just teach me the basics just that i'd like to know how to say thank you or how to say please um who i put my thumb up then then the video did a, like a thumbs up oh look at that oh, that's, that's good isn't it? how strange what else does it do <laughs> Both of us, uh, um and it's one of those languages i, I couldn't even say like thank you i just i just couldn't wrap yeah. my, i've got the wrong say i've got the wrong teeth i've probably not got enough teeth <laughs> to, to speak the Finnish language, but my my, my biggest one though it's it's like it's like the um it's almost like the, the 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 skateboarder who slags people off for wearing a for wearing a thrasher hoodie 
they're like, you're not a skateboarder. You can't wear a Thrasher hoodie when they've got like a Patagonia T-shirt on the pair of Reeboks. Do you know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing they're not big on the rock climbing and tennis scene, but it's all right for them to say, you can't wear a Thrasher hoodie. It's like, fuck you guys. No, wear I, what I you think, want. <laughs> I, think, I think it's like people getting really shitty when you could buy um, like a Ramones T-shirt in Topshop. Or, yeah, or whatever. I, I don't even mind that. Like, no, who gives a shit? You I, I think at least, someone, at least they're going to get some money, hopefully. Yeah, even though they're all dead. Like. <laughs> well, their estates. God, yeah. is he, Tom, Tommy's dead as well now, isn't he? I think so. There's, um, there's all, all loads of peripheral Ramones who are still alive. Yeah. There was quite a few people. It was like, it was like it's going to take probably 50 or 60 years before we can comfortably say every member of the Fall is dead. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's almost like that, like that Napalm Death thing where the original lineup they don't have a single original member, do they? It's like the whole don't band is made up of. No, I don't think so. Yeah, they're they're like, um, yeah. As people have left, people have come in. I, don't, I I I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure they don't have an original member at all now. Wow, like the triggers broom of um, grindcore. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what a lovely thing. Right. So for the, for, the, for the last track, um, I've chosen something which, again, I just stumbled across. And it's not actually a gig, so I've broken the rules a little bit. It's a bunch of lads sat around a table. <laughs> but it will make much more sense when I play it. So I should probably just do that. Numbers, snatch a plate from you, see if y'all can fake hunger. Better keep weight from us. Okay, oh. I kick up flip shit, hop, keep it moving. Hip hop, you can't stop this type of movement. I'm a storyteller, so let me get right into it. About this time, I'm almost died over some cool shit. Say what? Brown skin, it was his cutie. She threw a party at a crib, told me come through, but damn it, I knew better. Granted, I'm too clever, but I'm from Philly, I'm ready, rumble like whoever, I'm on the way. Something kept telling me, boy, you foolish. Couldn't get a lift from my nigga, so called the Uber got dropped off. I don't know if you and I've really talked about hip hop. I don't know if you'd like. Do you like hip hop? Um, we we touched on it before. I do, but only, um, you know, I'm not I'm not deep into it. I don't, who is that? That's um, they're called Coast Contra, and right. the video's called uh, Never Freestyle. It's just a freestyle thing. Well, it can't be completely freestyle because that last guy, who is astonishing, tells a whole story really, really nicely, really well written, really like start middle end in, in such a perfect little way. It can't just be like off the top of his head. But yeah. I, I love the, you know, I'm not, I wouldn't say I'm deep into hip hop. I'm, I'm certainly wouldn't, I couldn't answer questions about it. Like I could like noise music or punk or something, but yeah. I, I really love that kind of performance where it is just, here's a beat. You literally sat around a table taking it in turns to do a bit. And I think that that's just, I, I don't know. I just love it. I just think it's really cool. It seems, that seems like to me to be like the punk of hip hop. Yeah. Because it it's not like, I, I don't like bling hip-hop, basically. Like, I yeah. don't like bling metal or anything that's too polished. Yeah, I think um, I think that whole gangster thing, like, really kind of rose, you know, it, it was, you know, well-known. It was the main kind of hip-hop genre for a while. And I think it was probably the first, well, probably not the first that, that people heard, but it was kind of like, it was almost like that was hip-hop and that, that was all it was. But... Yeah, you do have to dig a little deeper, I think. Um, it's so weird for how what became megastar hip-hop, stuff like Puff Daddy and just like stuff that's just cack. It, 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 it's, it's like saying, oh, I don't like punk because I've heard 
oh, I can't think of a punk band I'd be prepared to shit on enough to say <laughs> to say yeah. to say that. Or like saying, well, I don't like pop music because I've only heard S Club Seven. Like, there's some great pop out there. There yeah. is. You've just got to dig a little deeper. I think whatever is at the top of the charts and is at the top of the consciousness of listeners is generally the lowest common denominator. It's the least threatening, least interesting of any genre. Yeah, very often I would I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a wide genre. <laughs> Love the fact you ended the episode with exactly the same, <laughs> exactly the same conclusion as the last time you were on. Oh, that's absolutely brilliant, right? So, um, what I'm taking away from this is don't drink four cans of tent super on a coach <laughs> with no toilet. Did you not like? Oh, I was going to say, do you not risk? Do you not consider risking pissing in one of the empty cans? You wouldn't want to get your lad caught on the sharp edge, though, would you? No, I mean, it was kind of a bus trip, you know. It was. Um, Did you know other people on the bus, or were they all complete strangers? Um, probably knew some people, some people kind of familiar from Hollywood's, probably. Oh, bloody hell, wow. Right, on a Monday night. Going right into Suffolk, kind of a. <laughs> urban, yeah. It's not folklore because it happened, but God, bloody hell, Hollywood. Pound a pint. Pound a pint on a Monday. Yeah, always played the Pokes' last song. Right, before we go off reminiscing in a way that will mean very little to to any of our listeners, um, I'm going to say thank you very much for for being a guest again. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thank you. And um, don't forget to wipe your rectum on the way out. (laughs) (laughs) See you soon, mate. See ya. Bye. Love you. Bye.